Pastor Roger is in Gerald this morning. Uh, this is Austin and Shauna's first Sunday out there. Uh, of course, a great team out in Gerald and in, in uh, the Pierces and Chuck and Kim, just phenomenal. They continue on, of course, but we're adding to that team. Austin, a 29-year-old pastor. Isn't it great to be a part of watching God, and only, only by God's grace, amen, all for His glory, watching God raise up young leaders, amen? And, uh, and so we just know it's going to be an exciting, exciting time. And uh, so Roger's out there this morning with Austin and Sean and, and, uh, and the whole crew at our great campus there at, at the Gerald campus, okay? Anybody else? Let me see. Any other hands? All right. Let's pray together, and we will get rolling. Father, thank you again for your faithfulness. And God, we just want to thank you for your call on our life. And God, we talked about it last hour, and we'll say it again. You, you are not pacing the throne room in heaven, as we often say, wringing your hands, freaking out, wondering what's going to happen next. As a matter of fact, you are in control. And you are going to reach this, this world. And you're going to do it with us or without us, because you're God. And you don't need me. But God, the truth of the matter is, I need this call. And we all do. God, we need this call. And why in the world that the creator of the heavens and the earth would choose to use us? You're inviting us to join you on this journey to reach people in your name. And God, on good days and bad, we've got a reason to live. We can understand what our purpose is. So, Father, as we walk through this today, would you burn into our hearts, what is our role? What is my role? What is each individual believer's role in this? And, Lord, we just want to say that we love you. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, once a year, uh, Roger asked me if I'll walk through kind of the, the plan for the following year or the year to come. And so here we are. If you have your trifold, you'll notice the, the front cover of it is From the Ridge to the Regions. That's our theme, From the Ridge to the Regions, Missions at a Glance 2021. I'm going to talk fast, and we are going to uh, cover a lot of ground this morning, but I want you to know it's just exactly that. It's Missions at a Glance, okay? Uh, but I do want you to open to the, to the front uh, inside cover of your trifold and notice where it says our strategy everybody say strategy say strategy so here's our strategy it's really not our strategy but it's a strategy that God himself that Jesus gave right and here it is it's the great commission Jesus says in Acts 1 8 but you shall receive power by the Holy when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, everybody understands. I, I'm just going to tell you, I often see the Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth part, right? We're to share Jesus at home and all the way to the, to the corners of the earth, and we get that. But I tell you, if I'm not careful, what I skip over is the first part of the verse, and it's how it gets done. It's the power source. Listen to it again. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Say Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. I'm convinced the majority, and I'm in this line as well too often, of Christians in North America are trying to do things, and maybe even good stuff, but I'm telling you, we're not doing it surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in the book of John that I, he's the vine, we're the branches. If a man abide in me and I in him will bear much fruit, but apart from me we can do how much? Nothing. Apart from me you can do nothing. Say nothing. Say nothing. I'm telling you. I pray in 2021 in a greater way than we've ever done it. I pray this in my own life because I need to do this and I don't get it done like I should that we on a daily basis go on our knees before a holy God 
and his Holy Spirit that lives in us and asks for his power, asks for his strength. Because too often I'm going at about 90 mile an hour out here somewhere and my prayer life is back here somewhere and because God's word never returns void, he's still getting a few things done because it's all about him, all about him, all about him. But I'm telling you, we cannot minister beyond where our prayer life is. And may we be individual believers that understand we've got to put the horse back in front of the cart instead of running and trying to do things and I believe that you have the horse in front of the cart I'm not insinuating but I'm just saying if I'm not careful I'm going to end up going in a dead run to get eight things done today but am I really doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit and so let's remember the strategy. We are going to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, into the earth. We know what Jesus meant by that. That means our home area, a little region out from that, a greater region out from that, and to the planet, okay? And so just for example, we're going to talk this morning about the fact that we're doing a lot of things right here at home. Everything we do in this building every Sunday at 8 o'clock and 9.30 and 10.50 is a Jerusalem thing by all means. Every time we do block parties and movie nights and, and community care days and all those things, everything that goes on, is a Jerusalem event. Whenever we have Brad Bennett come in again on our church picnic and jump motorcycles and, and the BMX bike guys are back and stuff like that and we have the opportunity to bring the unchurched in to be able to hear the gospel. Those are all great things and we're excited about it. So we're going to hit our Jerusalem without a doubt. But where is our Judea? Well, we're going to be in St. Louis again this year. We're going to be over in Illinois again this year. It's a little further out. That's our Judea. Where's our Samaria? We started a new relationship due to COVID. It's kind of limping along a little bit, but we're ready to blast out of the cannon this year. And, uh, and it's in Denver, Colorado at First Baptist Church of Aurora, Colorado. Pastor Rico and his wife, Cece, they're both Filipino. That's here in the United States reaching an incredible group of people. That basically is going to be, we'll talk about a little bit later, is going to be a construction crew. That building, First Baptist Church of Aurora, in the inner city of Denver, is in desperate need of help. And I'm telling you, these guys, I think, now have five different nationalities meeting in that building over the course of the week. So every once in a while, they all come together. I remember preaching there one time. It was the only time in my life that I preached through two translators, interpreters. I call them interrupters because they keep cutting into my time but anyhow I, I'm t I've done it many times with one translator but I kept cutting the second one off because I would say something somebody would say it in Spanish and then somebody was was also uh, communicating in, in, uh, in Burmese and uh, and I just that poor person I just kept cutting off uh, unintentionally but every once in a while I would remember that they're reaching all these people that are coming in and we got an opportunity for people that love to drive nails that love to do that kind of stuff to go out with construction a couple times a year that's our Samaria and and then the ends of the earth, we're going to talk about multiple times with different relationships that we have. So the strategy, I just got to read it again. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That's the power source. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So let's talk about the balance. Now I want you to know, we're going to spend the majority of the time on this panel. The rest of it's going to go quick. So whenever I get done with this panel, if you go, oh my word, if it takes that long on every panel, it's going to be okay. We'll be out of here by 2.30 or so, I promise, okay? So I'm kidding, kind of. So, but anyhow, no, I'm kidding. So I want you to know, though, the balance. Here's the balance that we, we really know that the Lord has called us to stay with. Number one, we've got to first and foremost, we've already talked about it, bathe everything in prayer. Bathe everything in prayer. And I want to stop for a moment, and here's what I want us to do. I want us to take about a minute of silence and get alone in this room, and just right there where you are, I want to ask you to communicate something to God. And here's what it is. 
Whenever I hear the words bathe everything in prayer, I'm going, man, we need to pray for our partners in the Philippines for the Mexico trip and for Senegal, our new relationship there. And That's really not what I'm asking you to do. Let's do that by all means. We're bathing all that in prayer. But over this next minute, here's the prayer that I want to ask you to do. I want to ask you to communicate to God. Would you ask God what your role is in 2021? See, I want to tell you what I'm also convinced of with Christianity in North America. We get so busy doing some really good stuff. I mean, we're putting in overtime hours because we want our kids to have it better than we had it. And there's nothing wrong with that. We get so busy with some good stuff that I'm convinced the majority of Christians in North America don't take the time to go to their knees. They might be praying for others, praying fervently. That's a good thing. But they don't take the time to go to their knees and say, God, what's your call for me? How do you want me to be a part of this? What do you want me to do? There's no varsity and junior varsity team. Every role is vitally, equally important. Not everybody's called to get on a plane and go to the other side of the earth. Sometimes it's more difficult to go to your next door neighbor. We're all called, and it's equally important. We are the body of Christ, and aren't you glad we, we are? I was in Mexico one time years ago loading a trailer right before we were getting ready to leave. And I'll never forget jamming my, my little finger on the door jam of that trailer. I just missed the hole by that much. And I slammed my finger into it. And I was in full-time evangelism back in those days. And I came back from Mexico. And I was in multiple churches preaching revivals back to back. And at the back door, everybody comes by and does one of these. Hey, good to see you. And it was the baby finger on my right hand. And I know they had to think, that guy's really tender-hearted because I was crying about it every time somebody shook my hand. But I realized that little appendage was huge, was so important. Listen, there's no unimportant part of the body of Christ. Jesus is the head, amen? But every one of us have a role, and it's equally important. It might be flipping hot dogs at a, at a block party. Praise God for you. You don't want to eat my hot dogs after I grill something or anything at a block party, I'll promise you. Uh, but you so everybody has this important, important task, and we've got to be comfortable in our skin. We've got to be comfortable in what God's called us to do. And don't ever let anybody shame you or guilt you into doing something. Only the Holy Spirit can lead, and your role is vital to this place and vital to the kingdom. And so here's what I want us to do. I'd like to ask that every head be bowed and every eye closed, and I want you to get alone in this room. I want you to imagine there's no one to your left, to your right, no one in front or behind, and it's you and Jesus one-on-one. There's so much truth to that. He's got your hairs numbered upon your head. If you lost a half a dozen hair in the shower this morning, Jesus knows it. He knows you better than you know you. And I wonder if you get alone with him and ask this question. God, as we go through this, what is my role? He might answer that today. You may not be till March before he clearly shares it with you. And that's a sweet process, amen? But let's begin right now to ask him that question. What is my role as an individual in this church? One minute of silence. Maybe we'll make a commitment to more days than not. I'd say every day. I don't get it done every day. 
but certainly more days than not to ask him that question again. God, what is your role? Through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you, get this, the creator of the heavens and the earth, this blows my mind. You know that impression you get in your heart every once in a while, that nudge, that gut feeling? That is the most high God loving you so much that he's communicating with you. Isn't that crazy? He communicates with me. He's not going to write another chapter on the end of a book in the Bible. It's all done, all right? But I'm telling you, he leaves that gut feeling, doesn't he? So what is his role? May we pray for that and under the power of the Holy Spirit. So second thing on the balance is share him by the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't say it enough. <clears throat> We've got to make sure we are surrendered and we're doing it by his strength and not by our own strength. There's some incredibly gifted people in this church who are going to be tempted to do it by your strength. I'm telling you, we got to do it in his strength. Amen? Then we have, we have to have the balance of evangelism and discipleship. Here's what I mean by that. Man, we have, we have a responsibility whenever we see people come to Christ to make sure that we have plans in place to disciple that person. Now, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. Some people will take you up on it. Others won't. But I'm telling you, we cannot have a back door that's as big as the front door. When people come to Christ, sometimes we'll say something like this. Never heard it around here. But, you know, hey, John got saved. Take him off the prayer list. Nope. Put John on the prayer list three times now, right? And that's whenever we really got to be disciple makers, where John is producing one day for the kingdom as well. Because the bottom line is evangelism without discipleship is not biblical, and discipleship without evangelism is not biblical, and you cannot separate the two. So we want to say, we want to have a balance next of local and global. We're not just going to share the gospel at home and forget about the rest of the world, and we're not just going to get on planes and go to the other side of the world and forget about our home. Jesus says, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth, and we want to make sure. But the key thing again, and I can't stress it enough, whatever your role is, there's not a varsity and a junior varsity team here. It's equally important. Be comfortable in the skin that God has called you in because we are the body of Christ. He's got a unique role for you. It may be the other side of the world. It may be a block party right here, whatever it may be, but man, it's huge, huge, huge and important for kingdom extension. We're going to be, have a balance between personal evangelism and event evangelism. Personal and events. Here's what I mean by that. Yeah, we're going to do a lot of events around here. We're going to do some stuff that's kind of a little bit crazy. Uh, I, I met a guy one time that actually gets shot out of a cannon over a Ferris wheel. If I can reconnect with him, I want to see if we can shoot that guy over. A, I think that'll draw a crowd and we can share the gospel. I mean, call me nuts. I don't know. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I, I can just tell you that we want to do event evangelism. I love event evangelism. I love doing things where all of a sudden people are here that wouldn't normally be and we get to just extend the gospel to them and see what the Holy Spirit does. That's an exciting time. But event evangelism, as much as we are going to be a part of that, is addition. But personal evangelism... That's where multiplication comes in. We want to make sure, and you're going to see on this later, that we're going to have multiple opportunities in 2021 to come and learn how to share your faith one-on-one. -on -one. Many of you could teach me how to do that more effectively than I'm doing it. But I'm telling you, once we get to a point where Mike is sharing with one person, Sandy's sharing with one person, and the list goes on and on, that's where multiplication comes into place. Addition is great, and we're going to do the events, but we want to stay balanced between personal evangelism and event evangelism. We want to stay balanced between in the building and out of the building. We're going to do ministry inside this building, and we're going to do our best to do it well. 
But I'm telling you, everybody in this room knows that the majority of the people that drive down Highway M and Highway AT, if they even glance over at this property, they couldn't care less what's going on in this building. Most people, that's just where they live. Doesn't make them all bad people, but that's where they live. So we're going to do things here, and we're going to invite people here, and that's an important thing. But we're going to have the balance of doing things inside the building and outside of the building as well because we've got to take the gospel to the streets, and there's multiple ways that we're going to do that. Continuing with the balance, we also want to make sure that we understand that God's going to do it with us or without us. Here, here I, Listen, I'm one of these guys that believe that Jesus died that none should perish. I believe that anyone can say yes to the gospel, and I, be, I believe people can reject the gospel. Uh, so, so don't take this wrong. But I want you to listen to this verse of Scripture. And Brenda, if you'll pull up this verse. In Revelation 5, 9, it says, and this is why we say he's going to get it done with or without us, okay? This is written by John. He's the human instrument. It's God's word. God is the author. John is the human instrument. As he's penning the words, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the book of Revelation. And God allows John to get a peek into heaven, and here's what he sees, okay? It says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe. Say every tribe. And tongue. And people. And nation. I want you to say it again. Every tribe. And tongue. And people. And nation. Here's what that means. Whenever worship time comes in heaven one day and it's all said and done here on earth, at least one person from every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation will have been exposed to the gospel and will have said yes to the gospel. Everybody going to heaven? No. Matter of fact, you can see in places like the book of Matthew where it seems to say, broad is the gate and many goes in by it that leads to destruction. Narrow is the gate, few finds it that leads to heaven. But I'm telling you, at least one person from every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation will be present at worship time in heaven by the time it's all said and done. We're going to be able to, to, to see this cross the finish line. And here's why we know it's going to happen. That's the Bible. That's God's word. If it says it in God's word, it's going to happen. I can hit snooze for the next 10 years, and a lot of people are in my camp. We realize now how quickly a decade flies by. Isn't it crazy? I can sleep, take this grace for granted, still go on to heaven when my time comes. I can snooze the next 10, 20, 25 years, whatever it is that I have, and still go to heaven. And God's still going to get this done because it's in the Bible. And the Bible says that one day at least one person from every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation will be there. That word nation, by the way, in, in the original language is not geographical boundaries. That's what my mind goes to whenever I think of nations. I think of Germany, the United States, and different things. That is, that, those are people groups. By the year 1611, when the King James was was, uh, you know, written, so to speak, uh, from those original manuscripts, they used the word nation. We begin to think about geographical boundaries. I'm going to tell you, from every heart language on this planet, at least one person will end up coming to Christ. It's not done yet, but it'll happen before it's all said and done. Let's see how he unpacks it a little more in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. After these things I looked, and behold, great, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, say all nations, say tribes, Say peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. I'm telling you, every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation will be reached, at least one person from each one of those, and God's inviting us to join him. That's going to happen with or without the Ridge Church. It's going to happen with or without you. Because it's the Bible. 
But God's saying, I'm inviting you. And I want to give you a reason to get out of bed tomorrow. I want to give you purpose and passion. And I don't know what your role is in that. It might be watching a, a bounce house to make sure 40 kids don't get in and start cracking their heads together at a block party. I don't know. It may be getting on a plane and going to West Africa or somewhere like that. It's equally important. We're the body of Christ. But he's inviting us to join him. So we move on. Some of the dates to be determined, you'll see on the next section. We're going to have prayer vigils. We'll let you know these things at least a month out, okay? We'll try to give you more like six weeks. We're even working on a, a telephone system now where literally dozens and dozens and dozens of people can be involved and pray from their own home if we continue to need to be apart a little bit. But we'll hear each other while we're praying and be able to meet in that regard. We want to ramp up prayer around here individually for sure. And that's on me as an individual, on you as an individual, but corporate prayer as well. Personal evangelism training, we'll let you know in advance. might be a series on a Wednesday night. It might be a Sunday afternoon, you know, right after church with a meal, <coughs> something along those lines. Uh, local community events such as block parties, movie nights, door-to-door -door, door -door friendly invites, uh, different things like that. Operation Christmas Child, remember we just stepped out of that season. It'll be here again before you know it, and we'll be unveiling that that strategy of how we're going to do that next year. You can see Linda and Linda's cell phone numbers if you have any questions about that. Uh, to begin to get involved in a little earlier process. The cooperative program, I want to talk about that for a moment. There are 46,000 or so Southern Baptist churches across this nation. And all those churches throw in, they give to something called the cooperative programs, where churches work cooperatively together. And I want to tell you, with those funds, here's what happens. We're able to deploy missionaries that are taken care of financially on the field. As a matter of fact, the cooperative program right now uh, takes care of approximately 9,653 missionaries. I want you to hear that again. 9,653 missionaries are being taken care of worldwide. Many are across other countries. A lot of them are across North America. Some are even right here in Missouri. Some are even right here in Franklin County. But I'm telling you, it's a great thing and an incredible thing. And so these missionaries might serve with our International Mission Board. They might serve with the North American Mission Board. Uh, you know, again, as I said, including right here in Missouri. We also give to the Franklin County Baptist Association every year. What I mean by that is every dollar that goes into an offering plate, an offering box, whatever, a percentage of that goes to this cooperative program that takes care of missionaries worldwide across North America and even here in Missouri. We also give to our Franklin County Baptist Association. There are 39 Baptist churches right here in Franklin County. One of them is actually across the line in Washington County, but we let them hang out with us, right? And so, so 39 churches that are trying to work together. Some of those churches are in great need, and we have an opportunity to be able to help those sister churches through that and, most importantly, reach people right here in Franklin County. So your generous giving is unbelievable with that. There are other special offerings that automatically a percentage of everything that's given goes to. There's the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. That goes to our international missionaries. There's the Annie Armstrong uh, Easter offering. And that goes to our North America missionaries. And then there's the Missouri missions offering that goes to our Missouri missionaries. Now let me tell you what those are. Those offerings do not go to personnel, salary, administration. 100% of those offerings all go to methods of reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, two years ago, I, I didn't look this year. and I, I, I need to look it up, but two years ago... Um, with the Missouri Missions offering, out of the 1,900 or so churches here in this state that cooperate with that, 
or had the opportunity to cooperate with that, we were third in giving. Third. And, and that, that just blows my mind. Now, I want to tell you, here's my prayer, that we give more in 2021 and that we're like number 200 or number 1,000. Wouldn't that be cool? Because it's not about us. It's about the kingdom. But I'm telling you, one thing I never, we never have to talk about in this church is giving. I, I have never met your equal. You guys just blow my, you blow my mind. I've been on your staff now for three years and three months, and it's crazy. You all are crazy. And it's incredible, the generosity of this church. But you're being a blessing to so many that really we're not even aware of, but that many people that are out sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now let's, let's go over to our opportunities, okay? And this is where we begin to pick up speed a little bit. Um, so our opportunities, in addition to those you know, close to 10,000 missionaries worldwide and here around our area as well that we have the privilege to be able to be a part of, we want to do things as a church where we're engaging face-to-face in, in, in different regions of the world as well. So you can see we have 10 mission trips planned for 2021. Now, we're pretending like the world's going to be open for business, all right? But if we wait until we get the green light to begin to plan this, we're going to be behind the eight ball. So we're going to have teams in place, teams trained. We're setting the sail, see if God provides the breeze. And the moment we have the green light from our IMB and from different things, we're going to be wise in that, okay? Then we are going to be ready to roll, okay? Whether that's locally or, or internationally, whatever it may be. So the Philippines trip, just to let you know, we are not going to travel there this year. It's already been closed because we've been going there in about April. But instead, one week from tonight in the fellowship hall on the big screen, we're going to Zoom our missionaries in the Philippines. Now, what I mean by that is it's a young Filipino couple with small children that we're going to hang out with for about an hour. And it's one of the most precious experiences you'll have. I hope you'll come to that. We'll try to have some coffee and a little bit of dessert or something uh, with that. But we're going to zoom into that, uh, joining in with another church. The first part of it will be joining in with uh, people from all over the nation and people from all over the Philippines. And then we'll go into a room on Zoom that will be with just our missionary couple. And so we'll be talking about that again next week. But that's a week from uh, tonight, next Sunday night, that we'll do that right here. Mexico. We're going to take three trips to Mexico. You can see the first dates there. Jeff and Lori Brown are the point people. They've moved to Springfield, but there's still certainly our, our connection to Mexico. Senegal, West Africa. We're going to have two trips. Brad Russell is our team leader. You can see the dates of that first trip. Now, this is where we engaged an unengaged, unreached people group a year ago. We call them the H people for the sake of security and for safety. But a half a million people are in this people group, and we know of about seven believers, and those seven believers say there might be 50, and they really said probably it's closer to about 20. But biggest case scenario, 50, five, zero, 50 believers in a half a million people. And that's what we just engaged with. Now, Brenda, if we could see the next slide. So people groups we've been talking about, there's 11,750 people groups on planet Earth today. Now, if you get online, different organizations, you're going to see different numbers. The IMB has really good research, and, and I think this is certainly one of those trustworthy numbers. Uh, they use different uh, schematics sometimes to, to, to find what they call a people group. But 11,750 people, uh, people groups in the world today. Of those 11,750, 7,050 of those people groups are still unreached. Here's what unreached means. 
it means less than 2% of that people group have a relationship with Christ. Now, believe it or not, once a people group hits 3%, and now what I'm talking about is not 3% of nominal Christians, not 3% of sometimes what we can refer to as Christianity in North America, 3% of people who are passionate about sharing their faith. They're multiplying. Whenever a people group gets to 3%, believe it or not, it's amazing how quickly they become a reached people group. Not 100%, we know that, but I'm telling you, it begins to spread like wildfire. But there are 7,050 unreached people groups, less than 2% in the world. That's of those 11,750 people groups. Now, of those, 3,150 people groups are unengaged and unreached. What does that mean? As far as we know, of the 11,750 people groups, 3,150 of them have no one working with them to take the gospel. No churches there. No missionaries there, no Christian organization is there. And what we did last year as a church was we adopted one of those unengaged, unreached people groups. So that number fluctuates a lot, but if that was the moment we adopted that, that 3,150 would have dropped to 3,149. You're tracking with me? So how many of those will we adopt over the next 15 years? I don't know. Next 20 years, I don't know. Wouldn't it be great if we could not see the Lord for his glory adopt him more I don't know but I'm telling you we've started with our first one here's the deal do we realize that right now there are heart languages that are not yet heard at worship time in heaven but every tribe every tongue every people every nation before it's all said and done before this earth is gone at least one wouldn't it be incredible for his glory and only by his strength to see some heart languages added. It's going to happen with or without us. But he's inviting us. He's saying, will you join me? And what is each individual's role in doing that? What is each individual's role in doing that? There's this great verse, Brenda, if we go to the next slide. Matthew 24, 14, listen to this. It says, and this gospel, Jesus says it, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. Say all the world. As a witness to all the nations. Say all the nations. And then the end will come. You know when Jesus is going to return? He doesn't even know when it's going to happen. But I can tell you what he says in, in, in Matthew 24. When at least every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation had the opportunity. Because we know at least one person is going to respond because of the book of Revelation, right? When they've all heard, he returns. And he's calling us to be a part of that. Isn't that incredible? What an incredible God. So we move on. Our opportunities, we'll be in the Philippines, but we're going to do that virtually. We'll be in Mexico prayerfully three times. Senegal, West Africa, two times. You can see the details on that. Uh, Denver, Colorado, two times. Again, that's a construction crew. Really uh, pray that we'll get some men and women to go and help with that. We'll be in St. Louis, Missouri, in East St. Louis, Illinois again. You know, Lord willing, certainly St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, may not be able to get over in the Illinois side of things. We'll, just, we'll see, depending on how the restrictions are with COVID. We're going to err on the side of safety with all that. 
Uh, we need people to help. People to come in and cook. People to come in and mentor. All these youth groups that come in, it's an important thing. Uh, need your help with that. Uh, El Salvador, uh, there's uh, several of you that support students in a school on a monthly basis in El Salvador. We'll be going back there again. Uh, we were there in 2019. Uh, certainly plans. I already have plans, as you can see the dates, to be there this year as well. Um, and then you can see the rest again. Mexico another time. Denver another time. Mexico yet a third time. Senegal a second time. So those are the 10 trips. Now, here's what we have right outside here on the activity uh, counter. We have eight sign-up sheets. Here's what a sign-up sheet is. It's for anyone that might say, I'd like to have more information. Say more information. Here's why I have you say that. You're not signing up to go on the trip. Don't sweat that. Nobody will ever pressure you to do that. You might want more information so you can pray more pointedly about the people of that culture, about our team that's going... And, and, and you might want more information because you're praying about actually being a part of that trip. Nobody's going to force you. And listen, don't ever let anybody shame you or guilt you into doing something. You be comfortable in the skin that God's created you in because your role is vital. It's vital. But if you want more information on any of these six trips, which would be Philippines, Mexico, Senegal, Denver, El Salvador, St. Louis, there's a sign-up sheet. You can get more information and somebody will be in touch with you within the next two weeks. It, those sign-up sheets will be there for a while. If you need to continue to pray about it, we'll leave them out there for a while. Um, there's also another sign-up sheet for local opportunities, our block parties, our community care days, our movie nights. There's one you can sign up if you want more information. And then there's yet another one, an eighth one out there for prayer ministry. If you want to be added to our prayer list, you'll get emails pretty often. It's not just about mission opportunities, but also people who are ill and different things that are going on. So you'll get several, and I only say that. It's not that you wouldn't want to pray for people who are sick or in the hospital, but if you're using a work computer, I just want you to know you, you will. If you get on that list, you'll get a few emails a week, okay? Uh, but if you'd like to be a part of that list, if you're not already, then you can sign up out there as well. Uh, if you'll flip over to where it says our partners, we're not going to go down through these, but you can read them. Now, look, I know the font on this. I'm 58 years old, and I need a magnifying glass at 58, okay? So whenever you get home, just get out your magnifying glass, and you'll be just fine, all right? And you'll be able to see all this, all right? Hill, he, I think he was using a, a, a cane, you know, getting in here. His, his eyesight's going, no, I'm kidding. You look good, T. So anyhow, he commented on my belly on the way in, so I had to comment back and slam him at least once. So... So I can, tell you, I can tell you this. These are the people. There's 22 people that we have the privilege to support financially on a monthly basis. And they're scattered strategically all over the world. These are individuals. They're, they're, uh, they're organizations, all kinds of stuff. And uh, uh, exciting, exciting uh, people that we just have fallen in love with. Go to the back panel and you will see our network. Our network. You see, we've got the Ridge Church in Villa Ridge. We've got the Ridge Church of Sullivan. We've got the Ridge Church in Gerald. We've got the Ridge Church in Leslie. Uh, pray for those. Uh, pray for every one of those. You see the pastoral leadership. We have campus pastors, senior pastors, and different ones. Uh, so continue to pray for those. And again, ask the Lord how he may allow you uh, to get involved. Brenda, if we could see the next slide. Here's where we're engaged across the planet right now. You can see the key down there in the lower left-hand corner. The red dot is where we're sending funding on a monthly basis. We're supporting missionaries that are boots on the ground monthly, okay? The blue dots is where we're actually traveling to. Those are the locations that we take a trip to many times, multiple times a year, but at least once a year. And then the third one, you can kind of barely see that, but it's a blue dot with a red edge around it, a red trim around it. That's where we're sending funding on a monthly basis and traveling to. 
okay? At least on a yearly basis. Uh, and so I just want you to know, again, right now, what we're really trying to do is, I'll just give you an example. In Senegal, the very left part of the continent of Africa, we are supporting three different, two different pastors and their families, but also a new couple with small children that are leaving from Sullivan to go over to that region of the world uh, to do ministry. So we have a great engagement there, but we're also going two times this year. And we've got an unengaged, unreached people group. Uh, in the Philippines, you can see this cluster of dots, one of them blue. We do uh, try to get there once a year this year. It's going to be virtual, but, but we do everything we can to saturate it a little more than be scattered everywhere. With that said, our prayer is, you see the two dots up in Europe? One of those is the Czech Republic, and the other one is Romania. Our prayer is that this time next year, we're looking at a blue dot with a red circle on it in Romania that we're, that we're headed to Europe. I would love to see us in South America someday. And what, Joy and I spent a lot of time in Brazil in 1995. Everybody say amen? Okay, you guys are on. No, I'm kidding. But anyhow, who knows where we're going to be? But we eat an elephant one bite at a time. But where it starts is every individual in this room doing this right here. On a daily basis, I hope. I don't get it done every day. I should. And just saying, God, I want to surrender. Holy Spirit, I humble myself before you today. Remind me of any unconfessed sin in my life so I can confess that. Because if it's already been confessed, he's taken as far away from us as the east is from the west, buried in deep sea, remember no more, right? But man, if it's not confessed, we need to reconfess it. And then say, what's your role for me today? What's your role for me next week and next month and in 2021? What is your plan for me? And we go under his power. And we go with people praying. So how do we get engaged? How do we plug in the very last thing and then we'll close? Well, first of all, we pray. We've mentioned that a few times, right? Where does God want us to be? What does he want us to do? What's our role? Secondly, we give. I've already said it. I never have talked about giving around this place. I, I've, I've never met your equal. Now, if, obviously, if, if we get proud of that, it's, it's over, right? <laughs> we need to stay humble in that. It's incredible. But God may allow you to say, I want to help finance somebody that's going, that's struggling, and needs some help. You can see my email address on there. We can, in, in, we can make those connections. Or it may be to go. And go might be a block party around the corner, a movie night in our gym. Go might be jumping on a plane going somewhere. I don't know. Go might be swinging a hammer and, and roar. I don't know where go is for you. Go might be to your next door neighbor. Go might be going to your knees and praying for people. But what is our role? And you can see my email address to be able to connect with me on any of that. Remember the sign-up sheets. Last thing on the way out, remember the refrigerator magnets that we started last year. We have two. And... You know, I, we still have pictures. Of course, we got a little gal with Down syndrome who's 19 still is quite an artist. And, and she really is. Uh, so we have one that just simply says, from the ridge to the regions, the refrigerator magnet. Grab these on the way out the door. The other one, grab one of each. Grab a couple of each. If you've got one on your fridge already and you want to put one on something else that it sticks to, I don't, I don't. Pray for Senegal. Now, as I already mentioned, my belly once today... I see these often. 
on my fridge. Too often, all right? But if we put those in a prominent place, may the Holy Spirit prompt our heart to pray for the H people in Senegal and our partners there, to pray for everything that God desires to do from the ridge to the regions. May we do that. Well, here's how we're going to close. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. Oh, hey, I, I do want to show the next slide real quick. Sorry about that. I, I juked you there, David. This is a 1040 window. It goes from the uh, 10th parallel to the 40th parallel. I think it's 58 countries that's within that window. It's 3.7 billion people. 60% of the, uh, of the planet lives there. It's the least reached region of this planet. It's all about asking God. See, here's how we operate as believers. We say, God, what do you want me to do? And we listen. And he nudges, doesn't he? And we just be obedient to him. You guys have known that for a long time. 60 crazy people built a bunch of this stuff 34, 35 years ago. I've been here three years and three months. I'm eating grapes I didn't sow. Roger's been here 27 years. He says to me all the time, I'm standing on the shoulders of those crazy people. This has been an incredible church with a great record because you've stayed humble and you continue to understand that it's not about the kingdom of the ridge, church. It's about the kingdom of God. But I'd like to ask us to close with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. And we're going we're gonna to end how we began. About a minute of silence, I just want you to ask God, God, what's my role? He, he may not give you a clear answer today. He might. He's God. He could do that. He may just continue to give you some breadcrumbs because he loves to develop our faith. He just loves that stuff. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But I wonder, maybe he'll even have you go out and sign one of those sheets for more information, just for more information. But about a minute of silence. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll say this before we have this minute of silence as well. You might be here this morning saying, you know, Bob, you're talking about the fact that we're called to reach people, every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation. and You know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. But I'm not sure if I died tonight, I'd go to heaven. I'm not 100% sure that I have a relationship with Jesus myself. You might be wearing those shoes this morning. We're glad you're here. And we've all been there. And you're precious to God. And this morning might be the day. You might say, man, I'm going to start off this year with Jesus. We always have an invitation here. And I want to tell you what the invitation is. I'll be standing at the back. And as you get ready to leave here in a moment, just stop by and just come up as you elbow bump me or whatever you whatever it is you're going to do and say, can we talk? And we'll just slip off. I'd love to share with you from God's word how he will accept you, but on his terms, but they are great terms. He'll accept you. He'll meet you at the point of your need. You might have another decision, another commitment on your heart you need to make. There'll be other people standing back there, other staff members and stuff. Go to any one of us with any of those things. But I want to encourage you to do that. So a minute of silence, and here's a prayer. God, what would you have me do right now? What's your plan for me? And then in a moment, we'll sing our, our way out of here.